Hello, my name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi Okono. Welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. The topic of this week's lesson is the Shepherd's Crucible. The key text is Psalm 23, verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Let us pray. Great Jehovah, mighty God, hallowed be your name for your grace and mercy towards us. We're here again to study your word. Dear Father, teach us, help us, and bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In life, we experience troubles, pains, heartaches, and betrayals. Sometimes in the midst of these troubles, we begin to doubt God's presence. In today's lesson, we will learn that God, the shepherd of his people, as recorded in Psalm 23, guides his sheep in paths of righteousness, even when the way is windy, and even when it leads through the valley of shadow of death. We will learn that God uses bitter experiences to train his people and to make them better. Can you remember a time you became spiritually stronger because of a painful experience you had? How can you use that experience to encourage someone today? A guide for the journey, the shepherd. Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Bible says that God is love. And we read in Hebrews 13 verse 8 that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This suggests that he is always good since he does not change. But how true is this statement? Is God also good when we experience difficult times? Is he still good when we feel pains, when we suffer, when we are betrayed? And is God still good when we experience losses? It is easy to have a good opinion of God and his purpose when everything is going well. But when life becomes harder and more complicated, our view of God often changes. But no matter what our opinions may be, God doesn't change. Hebrews 13 verse 8. He is a faithful and dependable shepherd. He feeds his people. He causes them to experience increase and fruitfulness to the point where they lack nothing. Jeremiah 23 verses 3 to 4. He seeks out his people and delivers them. Ezekiel 34 verse 12. He lays down his life for his sheep. John 10 verse 15. He oversees the souls of his children. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 25. And Psalm 23 tells us that he is a shepherd of his children. Locations on the journey. Psalm 23 verse 3. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Psalm 23 identifies the path that God leads his children through as the path of righteousness. One would think that the path of righteousness should be a predictable path, a smooth route without turns and testos. But in reality, the paths of righteousness usually stretch out into roots that both the distance and nature are not predictable. You cannot see the end, but you know 
that at the end of a journey is home, God's home. You can see some places clearly, but other parts are totally obstructed by large or dangerous obstacles. Sometimes a path disappears over a ridge, sometimes into valleys, at other times you need to climb unimaginable hills. Some parts of the path are easy to walk along, others are difficult. The path of righteousness is similar to the path that Israel walked for 40 years on their way back to Canaan. Yet, it is still the path of righteousness. So why are these paths called paths of righteousness? They are the paths of righteousness because they lead to the right destination, the shepherd's home. The New Revised Standard Version actually translated the paths of righteousness as the right paths. Second, they are the right paths because they keep us in harmony with the right person, the shepherd himself. Third, they are the right paths because they train us to be the right people, to live and to be like the shepherd. Fourth, they are the right paths because they give us a right witness as we become the right people. We give glory to the Lord. They are the right paths or paths of righteousness, whether the going is easy or whether it is hard. When God leads us, it is much more than guidance and protection. Like the many examples all through the Bible in which God led his people, whether it was leading Abraham by his promises or leading Israel by the pillar of fire and cloud, when God is guiding, it is always about his training his people in righteousness. So if you don't understand what is going on in your life right now, maybe you are doubting God's leading. Just know that he is training you. Unexpected debtor, the valley. Psalm 23 verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It would have been beautiful if the path of righteousness would lead only to beautiful paths. Pain-free lands, paths that are easy. But unfortunately, it leads through the valley of shadow of death. The valley of shadow of death is usually a frightening place to be. Sometimes you feel you are alone there. Sometimes you feel you have been led there by mistake. Sometimes you feel it's over for you. But David would not fear because he knew that even in the valley of shadow of death, the shepherd was present. Elizabeth Elliot wrote in his book, Quest, in her book, Quest for Love, page 218. A lamb who found himself in the valley of the shadow of death might conclude that he had been falsely led. It was needful for him to traverse that darkness in order to learn not to fear. The shepherd stayed with him. Have you ever felt that you have been falsely led into the valley? How did you respond to God during this time? Why do you think the shepherd might be willing to risk being misunderstood by permitting us to enter a dark valley. Unexpected death of two, the surrounded table. Psalm 23, verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. The Bible teaches that we should love everyone. John 25, 12-13 But in life, we will always have those who hate us. Some persons may have a few enemies, while others may have many. And sometimes we are hated not because of any just reason. David was one of those who was hated, and he had many enemies who never loved him. But we can learn from how David dealt with the issue of enmity. He put his attention away from those who hated him and focused his whole strength on God, who is able to frustrate his enemies and to prepare a table before him in their presence. What types of enemies have you had in your life? How have you responded to those who have tried to hurt you? But there's one more thing we can learn from Paul's writing in Ephesians 6 verse 12. Our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Our enemies include those we see and those we don't. Whether we like it or not, we are surrounded by enemies. Yet, when we are with the shepherd, not one enemy, visible or invisible, can steal that which the shepherd has provided for us. Reflect on how the shepherd treated you when you were surrounded by enemies. What did you see in these times that enabled you to give thanks even during such difficulties? A certain promise for the journey. Psalm 20, 23 verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we are in the valley, or when we are surrounded by troubles, including enemies, we may be tempted to believe that we have been left alone. It does not always feel as though God has been doing much, or as if He is even present. We reason that if He had been doing anything, if He had been present, we wouldn't be in such a critical situation to begin with. But we can learn from David's attitude. In the midst of troubles, David saw things differently. In spite of his trials, David could afford to say in Psalm 23 verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Some translations say that goodness and unfailing love, that's God's covenantal commitment, will follow me all the days of my life. But the original Hebrew verb is much stronger. In the original text, the phrase reads something like, Goodness and God's unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. In this text, David shows that God is very active in loving us. What picture do you get in your mind when you imagine goodness and unfailing love pursuing you? What do you think David meant to tell us about God by describing his care for us this way? The assurance then is, no matter how deep the valley or how persistent our enemies may be, the certainty of God's goodness and unfailing love and the certainty of his guidance 
to the very end of our journey is unquestionable. If these thoughts could sustain Jesus through Calvary, we should take heart as well. There are times, however, when those who we care for are full of questions. Like David, the best way to address these concerns is often not with the theological descriptions of what God can do or what he cannot, but rather, as David shows us in Psalm 23 verse 6, we should share our personal experiences and conviction of the truth about God's care and protection. What experiences do you have to share that God protects and guides his people? How best can you share that experience today? In conclusion, no matter the valley or the hills, God is still the shepherd of those who love him. Please pray with me. Almighty Father, God of love, thank you for reminding us that you are with us no matter what experiences we may have. Help us to trust you and to live daily with a confidence that you are with us. Bless us today and always in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions, contributions, and prayers, please reach me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.